Welcome to Game That Poo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game That Tune. I am your host, David Fleming. With me, as always, John Regan. Johnny, say hey. Hey. This is your first time joining us on Game That Tune. What we do, we each pick a game. We each uh, play music from that game, give a little bit of trivia, see who can guess the game, talk a lot of nonsense, have a lot of fun. Whoever guesses the most correctly gets to play bonus music and pick a theme for the next episode. That's what we normally do, but this is not a normal episode. This is the round two, or round three, of August Absurdity. This is our annual tournament, and tonight we have got Jesse Moore and John Harrington going head to head. Jesse, is there anything that you would like to say? Apparently, there's been some complaints over the past eight months that I've been saying has not been easy to understand because of my excessively large vocabulary and high level of diction. But tonight, I will put what I have to say in terms so clear that everyone, even those of limited intelligence, will know exactly what I mean. Harrington, I want you to listen especially close, Harrington, because, Harrington, you should understand my problems, because you know about them better than anyone. I was voted most unpopular in high school, or how Tim Fallon never spent time with me. Harrington, you were the one that picked me up at the hospital the first time I got out of rehab. You should understand my pain, but you don't. And four years ago, when GTT let you go, they said you'd never be anybody. You'd never be a superstar. But who lent you a shoulder to cry on? I did. Jesse did. Whenever you had problems of any nature, who listened to you on the telephone nightly? I did. Jesse did. But what about me, Harrington? What about Jesse? What about me? I spent three long years at VGM Fight Club getting torn to shreds, listening to Tommy Tallarico and being hit with Earthworm Jim and Maximo. But you could have prevented it. You could have stopped it. You could have made one phone call and called in favor, made a deal and got Jesse in the GTT, but you didn't because you were jealous. You were jealous and you were scared that I would become a bigger star than you. You know, I should have listened to David. He said you weren't a true friend. He said you'd turn your back on me when you became a star and he was right. I should have listened. The times are different now and where once I felt your pain. 
Now you'll feel my pain. Quote the Jesse, absurdity king champion, forevermore. Holy smokes. All right, uh, strong words. John, do you have anything to say as a rebuttal? No, I'm going to keep it brief, guys. It's, uh, you know, it's August of 37. We've been doing this for a long time, guys. Uh, we're, uh, we're the best at what we do. We do it better than anybody. We goof off. We have fun. We compete. We guess video game music. That's all the mission has ever been. And that's all I ever wanted for it to be. Uh, you know, I, uh, I get frustrated. I get, uh, you know, introspective. I get deep inside my own head from time to time. And I ask myself why it is that we continue doing this. Uh, you know, is it, uh, is it for love of video game music? No, we're not technical. We don't discuss things like that. We forget to name the composers all the time. Is it for love of our fans? You know, I was drunk a few weeks ago and I said, that's what it was. That's not it. I certainly am not doing this for the fans. You know, those fans that so love this show so well that they uh, feel comfortable expressing their, I don't know, worst, least informed opinions of me and of this show. No, the people we do it for is the four of us, guys. It's always been the four of us, except for that brief period where there was that other guy on the show. And we got to just do it for ourselves, man. I realize that's why we've been doing this show for so long. It's not for the fans. It's not for the love of the, of the craft. It's not for fame, glory, money. Certainly none of those have been on the table at any point in the show's life. We're doing it for us. And uh, more specifically, this time I'm doing it for me. I'm... Uh, I'm tired of pretending like I'm not the best person on this show. I'm tired of being deferential to you guys in all things. I'm tired of being deferential to our fans, to our radio listeners. Uh, this year in August Absurdity, I take what I want. And I'm going to take the belt for the second year in a row. I'm going to take the win tonight. Jesse, I respect you and love you very much. You're one of my dearest friends. But I have to do it tonight. I have to be the winner. I've got to do it my way. I don't think there's anything that needs to be said after that. Uh, Johnny, let's let's get to game one. All right. VGN threesome. Oh. VGN threesome. Oh. VGN threesome. Oh.
All right, guys. So your hint for this game is um, once you've collected all the all of your family's fortunes, you have to proceed down to a basement and fight rats, bats, uh, rats, bats, spiders, and ghosts, along with a boss uh, to make it to a safe room. Let's have some guesses. John and Jesse both say Home Alone. John and Jesse are both correct. This is Home Alone for the Super Nintendo. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I'm not used to talking and updating Scorekeeper. I don't know how you do this, John. That's amazing. Uh, so anyways, yes, Home Alone for the Super Nintendo. Um, to open, I, th I thought it would be a lot of fun just to open the night show with a threesome. I thought it would be a different and interesting uh, way to start things off. So, Home Alone for the Super Nintendo, and you guys play it or see the movie. Definitely now, seeing the movie. Is this um, based on Home Alone or Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? Uh, the original Home Alone, the first Home okay. Alone movie. And that I doesn't have really. Seen, I have seen Let's Plays of this game. I was going to say, that doesn't really change anything. I've not played this game, but I have seen the movie. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that you have to fight ghosts <laughs> in this yeah, game. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that speaks to, like, licensed retro video games of just, like, fuck it, do whatever. It's like, oh, we're doing a Gilligan's Island game? You fight a gorilla. Why not? Like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> All the time on Gilligan's Island. Oh, Johnny. You got a lot of fucking starting the show with this, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the worst SNES games. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a true betrayal of its very premise Home Alone, of course, a movie about a kid trapped inside his own home, fending off burglars with uh, awesome booby traps. So why not have it be a platform exploration game uh, in which basically you have to continue evading the burglars by using beds in your house as trampolines uh, until you can battle them and kill them. <laughs> it's uh, simply simply the worst adaptation possible of like, all of like i know it's uh you know snes game so like obviously there's not a whole ton of you know mechanically things you can do but sure. at the same time haunting starring polter guy on the genesis had a very similar pre uh present premise where you're a ghost instead and you know you're kind of instead of booby trapping rooms you're haunting them and so you just switch that to like oh kevin like goes and interacts with this thing like the like cupboard or whatever and then he hides somewhere and there's like micro machines all over the place and mm -hmm. then one of the wet bandits walk in and get affected by it you get like some points and then you run to the next room like they could have they could have done something like this they yeah, I don't didn't. know what the status of like the tower defense genre was back in 1991 or two or whenever this came out, but like something where you're I don't know, looking at the map of the McAllister house and choosing which trap to set uh, based on like where the wet bandits were coming from uh, would have been good uh, rather than again a platforming game that takes place inside of a side-scrolling McMansion. And the wet bandits are basically unstoppable. Like you can get different weapons, but like the 
the guys are kind of like bullet sponges, if I recall correctly. It's not easy to evade or really impede the wet bandits. I, I mean, which let's... is also just a complete betrayal of the movie because not, no. they were the most bumbling fucking crooks possible. The, they were at, felt by micro machines. At the same time, every booby trap, they still got up and kept yes. coming. That's so true. like. So they were kind of bullet sponges. Like, you know, they were very much in pain the entire time, and they were selling those injuries really well. Like, yeah. But your average, you know, a cat burglar or whatever, when they fall down those icy stairs, they're probably going to be like, all right, fuck this. I'm out. And I guess it is kind of true to the story of the movie, because as soon as they actually get their hands on Kevin... They apprehend him, hang him up, and threaten to, you know, fucking murder him and eat his hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... I'm going to eat every one of these fingers. Yeah. It's, um, that really so... wasn't a kid-appropriate movie, was it? I mean, you know, Kids in Perils is, you know, it's a it's something for kids, I guess. Great trope. David, yeah. I, I don't, David, I grew up on the playground constantly threatening to eat other kids' hands. What are you talking about? That was an everyday part of childhood. Yeah, they call that's it Johnny Wet Bandit. Thing, but uh, the uh, yeah, the eating of other people's hands and burning of their heads with blowtorches and whatnot. Um, I mean, I don't know. This is this is kind of souring my view of the original Home Alone, and I'd like to keep those nostalgic memories. So, Johnny, let's let's move to game two in the threesome. All right. So, um, there is, uh, two editions of this game. They have different game over screens. One edition, uh, simply has a large cloud with, oh no, written in the middle of it. And the other edition has the main character performing his, uh, trademark screaming face with a speech balloon that says, oh no. John and Jesse both say Home Alone, and John and Jesse are both correct. This is Home Alone for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's at this point in the show that I would like to say this VGM threesome was Johnny's idea. So yes, this is home the episode with it was his idea. That's this very hard to believe. No, you wanted to begin the episode on. <laughs> it, can, it can only go up from here. Yeah. So yeah, this is Home Alone for the NES, which is I think worse than the Super Nintendo version. Uh, the graphics are awful. 
The music is awful. Uh, I mean, it's it's awful for an NES game. Like there were good looking games on the NES. This is not one of them. I was gonna say, you know, saying that they're awful after talking about the SNES game. I feel like you're maybe kind of stacking the deck against this game. Um, <laughs> it simply can't compete with the SNES version. Yeah. Well, also, it. Go go ahead, ahead. I was gonna point out this came out in 1991. And it looks like, you know, programmer's first NES game. Like, it's <laughs> it's particularly bad looking. What were you going to say, huh. David? No, I was going to say, like, and this game also doesn't follow the movie because I, I have played this game. Like, I rented it once as a kid and then never again. And if I remember, like, you're in your house and you're trying to, like, collect presents that are hidden throughout the house... And like collect all of the presents, I guess, so the wet bandits don't steal them. Makes sense. It, that not was if you've seen Home Alone. Goal. Yeah, wet bandits were just out to ruin Christmas for so many unsuspecting traveling, wealthy white families. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really have a hard time relating nowadays when I rewatch these movies to just how rich that family is. Yeah, like, that house is so fucking huge. Yeah. They're, they're all going to fucking Paris? Like, yeah. holy shit. Fuck them. I also, I do think it's funny how in the first movie, they're going to Paris. And then in the second movie, they're going to Florida. Like, you would imagine for the sequel, they would go bigger. But no, they start off in Paris. And David, it, it's all, you know, if I may, it's all based on keeping it real uh, believable that this boy could be separated from his family on these uh, two separate occasions so you know if they were going to Paris in the second one and they had to get Kevin to New York he'd be in the international departures and have to get all the way over to the New York you know domestic departures it's just not realistic man so they had to keep it domestic for the second one send the family to Miami and Kevin to New York is that the point where they lost you Everything else was fine. It was just the domestic well, they airlines. They didn't lose me at all. It made perfect sense. Okay. Were they, know, if, if, if Kevin had sprinted across the entire airport from the Paris fucking international departing terminal to the New York terminal, then they would have lost me. But no, the movie otherwise, airtight. It is pretty crazy, too, like rewatching these films, how you actually could go from the international terminal to the domestic terminal probably like it's a distance yes but you could still do it like nowadays you ha you would get have to go through security again and there's just no way there's just no way you could get away with that right it's like when one look at your boarding pass and be like you know you're not flying domestically get out of here well the, johnny again the reason that kevin was able to board the wrong flight mm. was because he ran straight into the uh you know ticket person and they dropped all the boarding passes and they all got shuffled together and she took him at his word that his dad had just run on the plane. It, it's an airtight movie, John. <laughs> I mean, I, I might have to agree with Johnny on this point that it doesn't hold up mo in a modern setting because I, I, don't, I can't believe no that any airport worker would take someone at their word nowadays. Like, no, that has to be security check. 
multiple times. Mm. It's like, oh, no, no, I can totally bring this carry on. It hasn't been scanned, but it's fine. Trust me. Like, yeah, you're good. Go ahead. See, but all the Kevin mishaps in the airport happen after security. He doesn't have Mm. a run-in with the TSA. He has a run-in with the gate agent. I mean, it really, guys, even (laughs) post-9-11, pretty airtight movie. These mistakes (laughs) could be made. I definitely have a hard time watching the second one. Like, I, I, I rewatch these movies almost every Christmas, and the first one's fun, and I have a good time. But the second one, I definitely have a couple moments where I'm like, okay, no, Marv should be dead. <laughs> like, how is he? The first one, they're all, everything's survivable but painful. But the second one, when they're throwing oh, bricks man. on the head, it's like, no, you should be in the hospital the, at a minimum. <laughs> there is the no paint, way. The paint can to the head, it seemed pretty bad to mm, me. Yeah. Well, but also, in the second one, they don't get a paint can to the head and they get it in the back of the head, but they get the giant like lead pipe to the face. <laughs> also the whole electrocution scene. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see a skeleton for a second there, guys. It's very street fighter. <laughs> Blanca's God, origin story. The wet bandits into it. The next street fighter. Yeah. I would, I would watch a uh, street fighter six. If that whole that shitty fucking Home Alone they made for Disney Plus had Blanca instead of that awful British kid, it would have been way better. <laughs> Blanca Home Alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I was going to say, does anybody else have anything to say about Home Alone on NES? I'm sure we'll get back on it. <laughs> We're bound to come back up. <laughs> game the character is able to collect items and assemble new weapons as well as set traps all right let's see here john wrote home alone and jesse wrote home alone you are both correct this is home alone for the sega genesis probably the best version of the home alone home video games best version Well, I ran this as a kid, it's... and I actually really enjoyed it. Like, it's... Oh. Yeah, as a kid. As an adult, it's, it's not great. <laughs> but it's got some charm. You get to ride on your sled between houses and go into houses in any order you wish while the bandits are driving around in their van. Wait. And you get to set traps. Why are you going in other people's houses? Well, you're, you're trying... Everyone is on vacation. Kevin's the only one in the neighborhood left. Yeah, he's it. It's true to the movie, David. It's airtight. Yeah. 
And uh, and your goal is to try to stop the bandits and keep them from flooding the houses. And if they flood, um, I think, all the houses before the cops get there, you lose. And it's uh, it's, you're just trying to beat the clock. Well, that trouble guy in this game. How absurd. I'm sorry, what was that, John? If the wet bandits flood all the houses, you lose. No, that's the whole thing at the end of the first movie is they lose because they flooded all the houses. The cops say you left that dumb calling card, and so it got you on the hook for every robbery that's taken place. <laughs> it's actually a, a, you know, it's a win-win. You can't lose that game. <laughs> if it's true to the movie. Yeah. As long as you still have your hands by the end of the game, you're fine. Exactly. You only lose if you're killed. But that there was like then a, maybe a new game plus or a, like a side story where you resume this uh, the game as uh, Old Man Marley or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, oh man, what if the game over? Beating people with a snow shovel. Oh my god! What if, what if the game the over screen itself. is Kevin? Doing the ah, but his hands are bloody stumps. And Joe <laughs> Pesci is behind him with like a, a a sandwich with a hand in it, and he's going. He's doing, ah. the, he's doing the shack face with the chicken wing. Yeah. Oh, he's got a bib on. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All I wish, all I wish, was that one of these games had a bonus game where you're in a pizza truck. And you have to mash the buttons to slow down so you don't run into the statue in front of the house. Mm. That would be a good thing. Like a a test your might, but you're the pizza guy. (laughs) You're trying to not hit the statue again. Right. You filthy animal. (laughs) Yeah, there has to be a mini game involving the movie playing. I'm not sure how it works. You know, A, react, B, don't react. <laughs> Tell me sounds more. Like, sounds like there's people inside arguing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're talking like 20s gangsters. Yeah. Snakes. Why do I know that name Snakes? <laughs> snakes. <laughs> I'm no, I don't know no snakes. <laughs> snakes. I always got to such a kick out of the title of that movie, Angels with Filthy Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I was really disappointed to learn that wasn't a real movie. Oh, so was I. I was really yeah. wanting to track that movie down. It, it kind of became clear in the second one when there was angels with filthier souls. I'm like, oh, they made it up. <laughs> Crap. Could you imagine, though, like, what a great payday that is as an actor. Like, you film for two days. It's like, oh, yeah, just talk like a 20s gangster and then shoot this Tommy gun. Like, beautiful. You're paying we'll for this? Going back next year to do it again. <laughs> it's time of the Christmas theme. So yeah, that's that's that's. I think that's it for the BGM threesome. I thought the. I guys ready to move on to the first game. The first actual game. <laughs> you mean the fourth game? Yeah. Yes. Home Alone on Game Boy. <laughs> game one.
right, so the main inspiration of this game is a 10-chapter webcomic named Narayuki Quest. Jesse is locked and loaded. Um, as Je okay, I was going to thank our requester, Rainus, for this request, um, which both of you have gotten correct. This is SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Um, I do want to mention, which I thought was really, really funny, when Rainus made this request, um, he said that. John's challenge that my game didn't feature enough ass will not go unanswered. So he gave three games, all of which have gratuitous amounts of ass. Yep. Now, once uh, once I saw this uh, was his request, it became pretty obvious it was going to be something horny. And uh, nope, no letdown on that front this week. So. It's a very, it's horny. a very, well, it's a weird game because it's. It's an SNK fighting game. Officially, it's part of King of Fighters canon. It just happens to be like a dream sequence. But this is part of the official canon. Um, and it's sort of a like stripped down, simplified version. Like a lot of people. Well, yes. Like a lot of people have compared it to like a 2D fighter version of Smash Brothers because you have like one strong attack, one weak attack button, and if you have a, a full, like, special gauge, you can do special moves with a single button press, and, like, no command inputs or anything like that. So, it seems like it's going for that kind of casual audience, not really into fighting games, and, like, trying to get them familiar with SNK. Well, but the... in the fighting games, what would draw them to this game, Dave? But it's also very fan y by which I mean, like, all of the characters are women, most of them have alternate costumes, and they went with interesting choices. Like, um, I believe Leona 
uh, who is normally like a soldier military type, has a costume that's basically like cat ears, paws and feet, and a bikini. Um, my Shiranui gets like a cowgirl bikini. Um, one of the characters, and I can't remember their name, becomes like a sexy librarian secretary. Secretary? Um, no, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Terry Bogart is in this game, but as a woman mm-hmm. in Daisy Dukes and like a halter top. Um, and it is it is the actual Terry Bogard because as I was researching this game, um, originally they used the male Terry Bogard's voice and they just said like, no, 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 that, that doesn't work. We need to get a female voice in here. Mm. That would have been kind of fun. Yeah. I thought it would have been hilarious. I don't think come on, been, come on. It would have been taken as like them making a trans joke or anything. It's just, okay, this is absurd. It's, it's girl Terry. Uh, the Literally the only difference is his entire appearance but uh yeah man um who do i need to bonk back to horny jail for choosing this game david you uh, right okay but you for accepting the request you know ray made three different requests um and of the three this seemed to be the least horny that is truly impressive. I don't care what the other ones are, but just that if very... If you can believe such things. That very statement is a patently absurd statement. Um, it, how, it, how could anything be less horny than this game, which features uh, guest character, Girl Skullamania? I do uh, think that's awesome. Ooh. Yeah, you get to play female Skullamania, and it's literally just Skullamania with boobs. Like, yeah. That's pretty oh, much the it. dream. Yeah, that, that works. That, that that's pretty for me. My goodness. Episode yeah. title. <laughs> Skelamania with boobs. Yeah. And t-shirt design. Yeah, well, I guess that's an SNK. I mean, that would be like, yeah. It, so, yeah, I don't really have any questions or anything to say about this game. It's just... I'd it's play a, it. It's a babooba babooba game, and... It, it seemed like a fun game, and I was looking to pick it up. And then when I saw, like, oh, no, like, there's a large focus that's buying different costumes. Like, mm, okay, I'm feeling less comfortable playing this game. Right. It'd be funny if the costume, like, the DLC costumes were, like, really chaste and non-horny. Like, uh, or if you could just buy, like, male versions of all the characters or something like that, just to really confuse things. But... Because I, I, I kind of would like to see, because these aren't all just female versions of other SNK characters. These are actual female SNK characters, so I kind of would like to see the inverse of this. I'd be interested to see what the uh, fan art community or whoever the fuck came up with this. be interested to see what they got in terms of taking these, uh, you know, these uh, female fighters and making them dudes. Jesse, you said you had played this game? No, no, I, I wanted to. Oh, okay. I thought that you said that you hadn't. I, I would play it. it I mean, it's appealing. It, it seems fun enough. Like I said, it's kind of a more, I don't want to say basic fighting game, but for lack of a better term, it seems like a more basic fighting game. Like definitely much more pick up and play. It's just like, why is this character dressed like a maid? Like whatever, just go with it. Sure. That's all I got for this. I don't have any. I have no idea. I've never played this game. Hey, I have Johnny. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we Mr. SNK, we're waiting for you to weigh in. 
Thanks. Who are your favorite uh, SNK King uh, of Fighter characters that may be in this game? Yeah, uh, Lady Terry, okay. Um, okay. Lady Skullamania. Can't see it. Yeah. We already named him, and we didn't use the word lady. <laughs> and uh, end of list. Uh, that's those are all the characters I, I can name. I feel like I is a little disappointed that Terry's the only like real gender swap like wild ass character because I mean very... I thought Iori was in it too. You can unlock Miss X, who is a character from SNK Gals on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, which mm. is Iori yeah. cross dressing, <laughs> and apparently you can play as both the male cross dressing version and just a female Iori. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't bring up Iori because I kind of thought that was already Iori's thing. Um, but maybe I'm not as familiar with that character as I thought. I'm just saying, if you're going to do, you know, Girl Terry, I feel like, you know, female geese should maybe also be in consideration. I, uh, yeah, just like the most kawaii geese of all time. Or a female butt. That's true. Yeah. Female butt. There's not very much of that. Um, Wait, he's talking about Kushnud, but yeah, the, uh, the Brazilian fighter, from, not from oh, Garou Marco Wolves, not just a butt. I, I, yeah, I absolutely butt. thought you meant just a freestanding butt. No, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow so a, a butt that identifies female becomes a character in this game. <laughs> you, you didn't play that classic SNK fighting game, King of Butt, King of Butt, <laughs> mm. Marcus Queen of Butt. Mark of the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wipe a little better. The <laughs> There's that army shooter metal butt. Yes. Oh, oh god, what's some other ones? Psycho we butt. Should, we should Psycho butt. Oh, yeah. we should probably move on. No, this is the best bit we've ever done. Yeah, it's the but best dream casting ever. <laughs> Game two. Oh. Showdown.
Hey, uh, Johnny. Yeah. Is this some kind of trick or is this exactly what it sounds like? It's. John, it's... just play the next song. Can I steal it now? Oh. You know what? I'm going to see. Yes, you can steal it now. Actually, that's a pretty good idea. John? Jesse, do you want to also you know, take it? I mean, you know, we can both steal it. Um, I'm assuming you know what that is. Of all the songs, he went with this one. At... All right. All right. So <laughs> Jesse says Fortnite, which is incorrect. And John wrote Halo 2, which is correct. This is one of our fan requests from the Link Floyd. Uh, this is Halo 2 oh. released on the Xbox. Are you sure so, that's from the Link Floyd? That's not so, a fan request from Patreon super fan tier producer Daniel Perky, a.k.a. Muddle Madness? No, this is not from Muddle Madness. At least that's not who's... Wait. No, yeah, I did not get this. Did not come in from Muddle Madness. You sure? So, yeah, did what are you? What are you getting at here, John? Have we used this on the show before? Did I fuck up? Yes. Like that? So is this? Yes. Oh my that's god! Why, fucking a. That's why I didn't write Halo Two because I oh. was like, I was like, they're trying to fucking trick us. I know we Master Chief is in Fortnite, guys. but and... that was that was part of a big milestone episode, episode two hundred, yeah. man. Son of a bitch. Guys, I sincerely apologize. I didn't consult the spreadsheet when I got the fan request. I usually expect, I just. Why do I maintain uh, that spreadsheet if people aren't I look. Me? I look at it all the, the fucking time. God. Uh, like, I, I look at it every day. Yeah. For six and a half years. Uh, I checked it for so many other things with getting ready, and I did. Uh, God damn it. Give me and Jesse both the point. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to do this to Link, but uh, Johnny. No, yeah, nope. That's not, dude. That's a legit fuck up. I feel awful. Oh, I feel awful. How awful. absurd. Does anyone In have anything to say about Halo 2, or should we just move on? I've never heard of this game. I mean, it's awesome, but we talked about it. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. M music slaps, like, you know. Mm hmm. One of, like, the best multiplayer games for a long time like yeah um, and guess what? what my opinion and my knowledge of halo 2 hasn't changed in yeah. two, since we've talked about it uh because yeah no i didn't go back and play halo 2 um not much new information on this one yeah but that <laughs> one song though just fucking when you hear it like it starts off with the Oh, and then all of a sudden the guitar starts fucking chugging. Song, when the guitars start chugging, it's such a good fucking this hype up song. So I mean, that's cool. Glad you played that. But at oh, the same great. time, we fucking used it. Uh, yeah. Unless you're hiding Joe Satriani himself behind a curtain to come out and talk about his contribution to the soundtrack, Johnny. <laughs> this is a huge problem. <laughs> God. Well, he was sick. So Have we yeah. Ever you got his cousin, Jay Satriani. Yeah, okay, Johnny, do the rest of this segment as Joe Satriani's uh, you know, cousin, Schmo Satriani. Shmo. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> God. You know, 
I know it's coming, and still it makes me laugh every damn time. And I'm sorry, I've been corrected by Link. It's not Joe Satriani, it's Steve Vibe. So, sorry about that. I mean, they're kind of the same, just fucking... It, you know, ends with an I. You know, famous shredding guitar. Oh, well. Jeez. Uh, Excuse me for thinking of Joe Satriani surfing with the alien when I thought of the fucking, you know, shredding guitars in this. So I guess I have forgotten something about Halo 2 in the last two years. Got it all, got it all mixed up. Um, yeah, man. Carlos Santana, what a guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> Loved him. And oh, Richie Blackmore. It was so smooth. Tony Iommi. Mm-hmm. Just killing it on the soundtrack. Yeah, great sound. Peter Frampton and and all the rest. Yeah, fucking Ace Freely. Ace Freely. They're just naming guitar players. Now we're just gonna name guitar players. (laughs) I I think we're missing like clearly the best guitar player who worked on Halo Two. Eddie Van Halen. Branch. Oh yeah. yeah. Goose. Did you see that she got arrested for you just domestic? Just want to talk about Michelle Branch for a while instead, like because you know, man, sure. that yeah. is all I have ever wanted from. She the got she got arrested for domestic, domestic right violence. It's crazy. Yeah. Appropriately so. Well, apparently, so as I understand it, um, and I wasn't there because I don't live in Tennessee. Um, Shit, you weren't. She was arrested for like domestic abuse because she slapped her husband. After, like, they were talking, ended their marriage, and he confessed to be sleeping with his manager. So, Whoa. like, yeah, yeah, I would have slapped him, too. Uh-huh. Like, real That's talk. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some shitty defenses, or uh, rather not defenses, but, you know, counters to that, which apparently, possibly Michelle Branch got together with that guy when he was married. Uh, so people kind of are saying, like, you reap what you sow, but I'm still like, mm. Still, I, I still feel like if if you leave the lady, if you leave the lady at home nursing the six month old and you go bang your manager, you can, you shouldn't call the cops when you get slapped in the face. Like it, sh- there's no surprise. She gets a free one. Yeah, yeah. that's like if it's continuous or like closed fist, maybe. But like you if expect she, to be slapped at that point. She shanks you in the gut. His head off with a gun or like hit him with the uh, you know the the weapon from Halo. If she ate the, all his fingers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if she broke a guitar over his head, mm-hmm. if well, she I set suppose up that would also kind of be expected. Set up a house full of booby traps for him. Jared? To <laughs> she flooded his whole neighborhood of mansions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, we, we are still talking about Nashville. I don't know how many mansions are in Nashville. So. A, a lot, man. A oh, lot plenty. of people. No, okay. I don't know. I don't live in Tennessee. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've been there though, David. I mean, you could know about places without living there. I think I've driven through Nashville like once. The big place, yeah. Big, only, big metro area. A lot of people live there. The only place in Tennessee I've spent any real time is Gatlinburg, and ooh, that's nice. There are mansions, but like they rent them out to people. Right. Yeah, I've been to been to Nashville. Good times. Chattanooga, not bad. Uh, Gatlinburg, it's okay. My wife's Vander- family. Is uh, they're my wife's from the Gatlin family, so we've been there before. But, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, deep down in her uh, her family tree, it's the it's the Gatlin family, the, like, the inventors of the gun. That's crazy. Tell us all the stuff you know about Gatlin guns. 
I, I, well, no, that's the problem, man. These Tallahassee Gatlins, they kind of distance themselves from the whole fucking Gatlin gun thing, which is disappointing. Why? That thing is cool. I would be thinking they'd all have Gatlin guns. I it's mean, like, like a, ori- it's like a like the original with the like crank thing, and it just mm-hmm. goes, that's oh, hand crank machine gun. It's rad. But yeah, anyway. If Michelle Branch killed her husband with a Gatling gun, <laughs> oh my then, god, yeah, that, maybe, that would only make her more hot in my eyes. Yeah, like, yes. God, you know, oh, Michelle, I'm waiting for that barrel to cool off before I come over there and kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that barrel to cool off before I show you my barrel. Well, oh, don't go right to there. She's gonna fucking shoot you. Wanna go in slow? No, she won't because I'm trying to sleep with her, not my manager. Yeah, no, this is our, this is the next, you know, real thing in Patreon is funding David's move to Nashville to seduce the newly single Mel, uh, Michelle Branch. <laughs> Were you about to say Mel Brooks? Mel Branch. <laughs> <laughs> I would also gladly seduce Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, Mel Branch. He's, uh, he's an insurance agent there in Nashville. Uh, David, go seduce him. <laughs> But, yeah, so David, move to Nashville and either get your freaking <laughs> with Michelle or Mel. Yeah. Um, and I think we've... Get that uh, role in Blazing Saddles, too. You know, I feel like we've, we've filled in admirably. You know, people thought we might talk about Halo 2, but no, we talked about Michelle Branch and my wife's family history. So, yeah, it's... Uh, How absurd. It's August absurdity, everybody. Game 3.
right, guys. Uh, so a piece of trivia for this game is uh, one of the levels features creatures named after the four main characters of South Park. Let's uh, see some answers. Right, looks like John has his locked in. Okay, so John wrote Ape Escape and Jesse wrote, is that The Escape? I don't know. David, what do, what do you think? Does that count or no? Uh, was this game? It's a I, different game. It's it is okay. Game. Then is, uh, yeah. John gets the point. John this is point. this is Ape Escape. Sorry, I don't know if there was a if this is like a localization thing where it's called the Escape in another country or something like that. No, no. Yes, no. he's just so close with these apes. He, he calls them the, you know, the Escape. Not ape Escape to him anymore. I thought it was more like Jesse was just super into the Italian version of this game, which dropped the apes. So. Right. They're Drop very the sensitive apes. about apes in Italy. Mm-hmm. Thought it was like a the Facebook situation. Drop the apes. It's cleaner. <laughs> so yes, this is Ape Escape for the PlayStation 1. This is one of our fan requests for the night from um, Taylor. And uh, yeah, uh, did you guys ever play this one? You know, no, I never did. Now, the real question is, John, did you play the Metal Gear Solid mode featuring the apes? You know, no, I never did. Of course I fucking played Snake versus Monkey. Okay, well, I was just checking. God. <laughs> How dare you ask me such a question. 
So you are familiar with at least the apes. I'm familiar with apes. No, no, no. These particular apes, not just apes yeah. in general. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, I didn't realize they had specific names. You know, South Park names. Uh, but yeah. You know, yes, I'm familiar with these hilarious apes. I love these little guys. They're annoying. They run from Snake. Well, it's because they keep escaping. Yes. Mischievous apes, as it were. Um, they, they could have called this whole series, you know, just ape mischief. But ape escape really, I guess, kind of describes it a little bit more clearly. Also, it's got that rhyming thing. With apes, I guess the mischief is implied. <laughs> could have called it mischief, mischief apers. Um, yeah, they're just, uh, they're just doing ape shit, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's cute. These little apes. Yeah, they got little helmets with sirens on them. Gotta sneak around, shoot them with stuff, as I recall. I believe you also have to catch them with a net, which yes. I don't know if you've been to a zoo recently, but that's really just not a good idea. It's You can't mm-hmm. use, just use like a butterfly net to catch most apes. Right. I'm just, I mean... I, I feel like your wife probably uses a butterfly net at her job in the zoo, but she also works with the reptiles, so I feel like it's significantly easier to get a turtle in a net than it is an ape in a net. I was going to say, why would you assume that Johnny's wife, the reptile keeper, uses a butterfly net at all? Surely well, she uses a more specialized she, net. She has to catch food for the lizards. She doesn't so, feed them, you know, wild butterflies. I hope why not? They are, they're there. They are a delicacy. Might as well... You know, uh, so circle of my, life. Speaking to my lizard friends, butterflies are the fanciest food for the lizard palate. The Lion King sang about this. Johnny, I need to know now. Does your wife go around catching beautiful butterflies and feed them to fucking zoo lizards? No. no. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. No, no, they have they grow cockroaches and that's what they feed them. Like, oh, that's very... fucked up. That's gross. <laughs> what lizards are roaches? Yeah. God, could you imagine that's your job? Like, oh, I work at the Baltimore Zoo. Really? What do you do? I'm a cockroach farmer. Yeah. I, there are people out there that, that that is their job. They just grow bugs and sell them to zoos. Like, that's what they do. I I know, that's you can get it. Yeah. 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 We do that for free down here in Florida. It's just called living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fun fact. Oh, this you, was. I, I grow all kinds of flies. It's called not taking out the trash. <laughs> John, I'm sorry, John. You were about to say something interesting about this game. No, no. I want to talk more about not taking out the trash because you're claiming to start a small business in your house. <laughs> I didn't ask for these fruit flies. They just kind of show up here. I don't know why. I don't even have any fruit. <laughs> why is the garbage all piled up at the door? Don't worry, honey. It's going to be a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be money piled by the door. <laughs> no, it's still trash. I think garbage bags of money I refuse to take out. Mm-hmm. You hear that? You hear that buzzing? It's the sound of sweet, sweet cash, baby. We're going to be rolled in it. It's the American dream, daughter. <laughs> I woke up itchy. This is how we get back in with the Gatlins. Uh, anyway, no fun fact. Like roaches um, out of it. So yeah, the, this was the first uh, PlayStation game I think to require the DualShock controller, and I can't remember if it came with the DualShock controller or what. But it was yeah, no. the first like twin stick PS1 game. Like it was the first game to really push like you gotta have these twin sticks. Yeah, 
good. Yeah, we actually did talk about this uh, on Game That Tune Gyms, uh, a show that no one listens to, so we should probably just stop making it. Um, Wait. But yeah, uh, the uh, the May of uh, May of 2019 edition of Game That Tune Gyms, we actually uh, featured some Ape Escape. So uh, that fun fact is known, and it's a good fun fact. Yeah, it was almost the trivia, and then it's like, no, nah, that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran that by Dave, and he's like, are you fucking kidding me, Sean? No. That's what's really great. You're already playing Halo 2. Johnny used the word creatures to describe these apes. (laughs) Very good word, because an ape, I checked on this. I was Googling while we've been talking. An ape is a creature. Yeah. It's called wordplay, John. I know what I'm doing. You can substitute one word for another to obscure what you're talking about. Uh, Unless you were to substitute a word that has, uh, that maybe doesn't uh, describe accurately what you're talking about, in which case you're lying to everyone via trivia. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, you know. No, I don't. Did I lie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Talk about all those animals in new Pokemon Snap. I'm never letting it go. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. oh. Creatures was the word, David. I did my own research. I can't wait for John DeLinka's four hour YouTube videos about Pokemon Snap animals or creatures. Sorry. Animals. <laughs> I, I love the fact that I'm not competing and somehow I'm still getting dunked on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just prepping for the finals, baby. <laughs> Alright, well, guys, anything else to say about Ape Escape? What have we said? Absolutely um, nothing. It's it's charming, it's fun, and it has a unique control scheme. So, it, the sound is pretty good. And it I features it. creatures. I would argue it doesn't have a unique control scheme. It, it's a, a very standard control scheme after, say, Ape Escape. Um, you know, somewhat of a, you know, is the is being the first thing to do something make something unique? No. I mean, well, if nobody else did it before, then you did something unique. It was well, did, I didn't, we didn't say before. It was unique for a period. Right. Didn't you use the other stick to to swing the net? Yes. You move like that's a fairly unique concept to use the stick to like swing. Because I remember in the first Monster Hunter, that's how you attacked. And then after that one, they switched it. They're like, maybe we don't like pressing the stick around to like do attacks. Maybe we should. Press maybe buttons. buttons make more sense for attacks. Maybe uh, maybe buttons pressed in combination with other buttons is uh, better uh, better for attacking. Maybe, I don't know, there's this thing that you know, we have to consider in 3D games. The camera um, kind of need to be able to manipulate that sometimes. So, Yeah, Ape Escape, okay, well, yes, possibly a unique control scheme in that the, the right stick does not control the camera. That's um, maddening. Also, the jump button was mapped to one of the shoulder buttons, Blech. which is odd. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Fuck it, X. no. X is the jump button. What are you thinking? <laughs> I think we just saw our episode title. I mean, I think I'm just... Shoulder button to jump. That's unintuitive. 
That's Ugh. ridiculous. How it's absurd. It's barely intuitive for the shoulder buttons to be used as the accelerators in a racing game. But a shoulder button to jump? Ugh. Come on. Come on. Ape escape. You know, maybe that's the real, you know, like mischief of this game. Maybe the apes were the ones programming the fucking game and choosing these insane control schemes. Did we consider that? Oh my god, a million yeah. monkeys on a million keyboards. Can they create a PS1 game? I was say, if you give controls. a million monkeys a million years, eventually they'll program L trigger jump. It was the blurst of time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I bet you somewhere in that, uh, that fucking dev room there is a monkey that was saying like, hey, what if... Uh, if you move with one stick and you look around with the other stick and they just fucking ate his hands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the monkey got away. Yeah. Well, there he went. Game four. guys so uh an nes version of this game was planned and developed and completed but uh, never actually was released uh a few years later a prototype of it was found and that does exist online 
who's got some uh, answers for me. Jesse says Sim City. John says Cheetah Man 2. Or Cheetah Man 2. That is incorrect. This is Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends for the Super Nintendo. I chose this game for one reason, one reason only. Composed by Jeff Fallen. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a Jeff Fallen <laughs> rendition of Thomas the Tank Engine. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught it in that second tune. There's a bit of the Shining Time Station theme in there. That's, oh my God. I, there was something bothering me in that second song. And I'm like, I've heard this so many times, but what is it? <laughs> I used to watch the shit out of Shining Time Station. Ringo and George Carlin. Good stuff. Same. I, um... Yeah, I, I, I used to have on VHS tape the Ringo Starr renditions of Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, and then when it was on TV, and there's like more than just the engine story, so there's a whole station involved with people in it, I was kind of blown away. And at the time, I didn't know who George Carlin was, didn't care. And it's weird looking back on that, like, oh, huh, yeah. George Carlin. Yeah, he I mean, doesn't cuss nearly as much. Work. What was that, John? So as long as he wasn't saying certain words, I don't see the problem. <laughs> I mean, there were seven words he couldn't say. Yeah, specific. Which ones? Uh, shit, piss, cock, fuck, cock, shit, piss, cunt, fuck, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. None right. of those have any place in Thomas the Tank Engine. David, that I was know. my whole... None of the trains have tits. What the hell? David, that was my You're whole... Somewhere. My whole lightning round was that, David. You son of a bitch. Now I gotta come with a whole new thing. Tits shouldn't even be on the list. <laughs> Sounds like it should be your buddy's nickname. Hey guys, Tits is here. Mm-hmm. I know a guy named Tits. <laughs> <laughs> tits McGee. No, I mean, his last name John Tits. John Tits. What yeah. the guy from Entertainment Tonight? They had to call him Tits because yeah, uh, there were there were already five other Johns on the rugby team. So, <laughs> please, please, Mister Tits is my father. Yeah, <laughs> call me Doctor Tits. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think he did graduate college. He might be Dr. Tits now. Probably not, though. Yeah. He's a rugby player. <laughs> I would like it if he went to law school so he was just Tits Esquire. Mm hmm. Godness. Yeah. Phoenix Tits. tits. Juris Doctor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Johnny, this is your <laughs> pick tonight? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to pick a Super NES game, and I looked up Jeff Fallen and found this. It said sold. Uh, yeah. It's got some pretty I, good Jeff Fallen tunes in it. Um, why did you feel like you had to ask if this was Johnny's pick? I just, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it could have been subliminally suggested to him by somebody else or something. I don't know. But, like, you know, I feel like this, I mean, I'm saying this uninformed of the rest of the soundtrack. I feel like this can't possibly be the best showcase for a Fallen like i feel like they're kind of i mean like you know one might have thought that about like something like pictionary and tim proved them all wrong <laughs> but something tells me that jeff fallen wasn't given like full license to go you know all fucking crazy and plock all over thomas the tank engine and friends i feel like there's probably somebody listening to this be like hey hold on whoa 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 I mean, if you we'll google about- hard enough you'll get plenty of plocking on thomas the tank engine <laughs> 
What does that even mean? Yeah, like Jesse, I said, do enough Googling. <laughs> I'm just saying there's probably lots of weird Rule 34 of like Thomas and Percy and Henry and I think those David. are the only ones I can... Was there a David train? I don't know. I'm How thinking of a different... involved in this? Yeah, yeah. Are you a train? <laughs> no. Really? He's got a whole subreddit of this. Yeah. David the train. David fucking trains. Nobody oh, goes that's there. right. Yeah. I remember now. But, okay, so... <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I really gotta stop drinking, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. One moment you're... Uh... You know, chugging whiskey. The next, there's a subreddit dedicated to you nutting inside trains. <laughs> <laughs> the um, classic story: boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy fucks train. Choo choo. Uh, his wheels felt weak. Um, <laughs> Coming this summer, all aboard. <laughs> I don't know which part of that was the double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Tom's the Tank Engine is an edutainment kind of game it's got a lot of little oh. mini games one like in some of the games are like you're just racing another train by mashing a button so I really question the educational value of that I feel like train races would be very dangerous <laughs> how do you pass <laughs> well you're on your own tracks it's just who goes faster between the two tracks oh, okay. well sometimes just... they have to like like merge but yeah there's yeah. also there's also a game where you race a bus as well oh so they, they're trying to like cross the lane before the train gets there and if <laughs> you're fast enough you can just clip it and take out half the people now that's a vehicle at least though you can see getting behind and fucking a know, bus get all up in that bussy got a bang uh. bus So yeah, guys, uh, I know none of us, I mean, I assume none of us have played this. Have any of us played this game? Last week, no. <laughs> it's on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, they added it to the Switch Online service. The, you know, the kids were going wild for this. Wave Race 64 and Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. God. I, uh, frankly, I'm impressed they made a game at all. I, I didn't think Thomas was that popular back then. And I, I wouldn't think that it really lends itself well to being a game of any kind. Like, it's more of a, you know, I, I could see it being more of a train set. Like, you just kind of watch it do something. I, I, I can't really see it being a game that is a fun game. Maybe like a math thing, you know? You said it's entertainment. Maybe it's like, yeah, putting together coal cars with certain numbers on them or some shit. But like, a game? No, not so much. You do train have me wondering. Simulators are pretty big. Yeah, you, so you got me wondering about train simulators, but do we have um, train set simulators? Mm. We simulate a train set. Oh, I would man. hope so. Like I just a train simulator. You choose a, a large table in a you know neglected basement room of your uh, your house, and yeah, yeah, yeah my dad and I used to do. Do you that. find ways to fuck it up? Take trips to the hobby store and see what new trains they have. That was so fun. I yeah, my dad set. and I, yeah. we, we used to do that all the time. And yep. uh, we had like a little tunnel for it and stuff. We built this big table. and It was all about the tunnel. It was, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how we got such a large train set because none we, of us, as far as I can remember, were into trains. 
but uh yeah we had we had, we had like an extra room in our basement in our house our first house that we lived in and yeah it was 80 percent train table ho scale mm. get on yeah. the whole train <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no that was a scale ho i love HO that scale. show no 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 jesse just keep making the whole train jokes yeah. it's okay if it's you know not really a thing those were like the they were like big enough to like they're like as big as like a candy bar like a big candy bar the the because then you had the like smaller trains those i like those because they look cool that they're really small but i like the more detail on the bigger trains but they weren't too big to like you know scare your cat or whatever right i never really gave a fuck about the trains actually i really just kind of like the the landscaping of it all looking for the details on like the pieces and things like that yeah, you know, that was that was more my speed. Like, you know, because once you set the trains and it's going, it's just kind of ha- like happening. But like, when you're building that little world, that's where it's at. Yeah, you know, it was little snowy trees and tunnels, and mountains with grass and stuff on them. You know, that was that was my tempo. I like setting up the people and creating little scenes between them. Yep. Mm. Like my the, my my thing. My favorite day was the day I finally came home with the Joe Pesci figure and set up the eating the hand scene. <laughs> Right there, uh, right there next to the train tracks, huh? <laughs> you had that whole, uh, you had that whole Chicago L train set where it's, you know, <laughs> the L train's running miles and miles away from these rich white people's house, and Joe Pesci's inside that house eating a kid's fingers. <laughs> you get the, the weird set, John. <laughs> you get the Chicago L train set, and for some reason, he goes straight to Schomburg. Right. That's a reference that nobody here gets. Nope. Yeah. I can infer from that reference that Schaumburg is a wealthy suburb of Chicago. I, you know, um, yeah, I know nobody thinks very highly of me, but I, I think I can piece <laughs> that one together, David. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, are you guys ready to move on to Game 5? Yeah, let's take it back Always. to Schaumburg. <laughs> game 5.
So, the title character serves as both a boss at the end of levels and as a time limit, as they will kill hostages if you do not save them soon enough. their answers ready. Alright, so Jesse says Bram Stoker's Dracula and John says Predator 2. John is correct. Although it's funny that you guessed that, Jesse, because I almost picked Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's a good guess, you know, in terms of titular characters that might kill the player and uh and i don't know about hostages but uh not a bad guess so yeah uh, this is predator 2 on the sega genesis i liked how upbeat that second song was i feel like that's not i've only seen the first predator movie so i don't know is the predator 2 a much more upbeat movie oh no (laughs) i mean (laughs) well uh, nobody tell him I mean, I'll just say that the movie starts in the middle of an L.A. gang war. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much more colorful. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, um, this is Predator 2, and it's a like an isometric top-down shoot-em-up. It's kind of like Smash TV, but with the Predator. So you're you're not playing as the predator though. He's your rival in this. No, you're you're playing as Danny Glover. Um, okay. and you're ex- you're exploring the the city in various levels. Like you go well, to the sewer, you go to the subway, you're in like the main streets, and you're trying to rescue hostages. But like but, I said, the sorry, Jesse, go ahead. I was gonna say by exploring, you mainly mean killing a lot of drug dealers. Uh-huh. Yes. Most most of the time you're killing drug dealers and then Predator shows up and like you gotta kinda like not die. <laughs> it's wild. And if you if you take too long to get to a hostage, you'll see the three point laser on them and then they die. That's cool. You all you also you collect various weapons and like one of the like point items that you collect is drugs. 
Um, yep. and they and they make a point that as soon as you collect the drugs, like they immediately go back to the police station, and that's oh. what gives you the points. Like, okay, okay. I'm yeah, sure. Sure, sure no, that's for enhancement. the drugs. <laughs> you don't get a Danny Glover with a speed boost or anything. No, but that would have been amazing. Yeah, Danny Glover on crack. I'm not too old for this shit. <laughs> Bring it on, Predator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fuck that Predator. In the mouth. I'll fight you with my bare heads. Diplomatic immunity's been revoked. But then in the tailpipe. Wait, that's the other movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Royal, you're not really a piece of shit. You're just a son of a bitch. I'm trying to think of quotes from... Was it Angels in the Outfield that he was also in? Oh, yes! I know he was in Gone Fishing, too, with Joe Pesci. Right. Yeah, I was gonna oh, did he eat his hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to catch a fish so they wouldn't have to eat their own hands. Well, no, they were trying to catch a fish that, like, in an act of vengeance that had previously eaten Joe Pesci's hands. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a plot point that they stole from Happy Gilmore. Like <laughs> two fishing poles for hands. I remember that movie. <laughs> it was supposed to, be called, supposed to be called Gone Fistin', but they ate his hands, so it became Gone Fishing. <gasps> oh, man. Didn't get, didn't get as much of a reaction for Gone Fistin' as I thought I was going to. No, that was good. I love it. Um, do we know any Operation Dumbo drop quotes? Like, I gotta drop the Dumbo on this Predator. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. It, it just makes it seem like you're trying to shit on the Predator. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. drop an elephant on Predator, it's not gonna fucking... It's not gonna do nothing. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, the predator, he's a, he's a menacing motherfucker, but if you drop out a fucking elephant out of an airplane on top of him, it might hurt him. I don't know, yeah. I feel like the predator would just claw through and then rip out the elephant's spine. Yeah, but I mean, if dropped from a high enough yeah. altitude. You know, I'm talking like precision airstrike here, David. They got a like, fucking airlift Dumbo into LA and drop him in the middle of this gang war and smush yeah. the predator. You know, <laughs> it's the only way we could stop him. If you yeah. drop a nickel from the Empire State Building, it could kill someone. Now imagine right. if that nickel were an elephant. Uh-huh. And that someone were the predator. <laughs> God. <laughs> imagine the, the predator running around New York City. He's in front of the Empire State <laughs> Building. He looks up, there's an elephant falling. You hear like the Roadrunner Wildly Coyote like <laughs> He holds up a sign. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say his little shoulder-mounted cannon comes out and then opens up an umbrella. Mm -hmm. Looks at the camera. Oh my God. Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Danny Glover can get back to the task at hand of uh, trying to solve the Jigsaw Killer. Um, yeah, he was also in Saw. Oh, okay. We forget oh, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's your Danny Glover career retrospective. You know, I, I joke a lot about how we do actor career retrospectives on this show. I feel like this was more thorough than most. Um, it was a good one. Danny Glover's a good actor. Love Danny. Yeah. No Oscar yet for Danny. So uh, all of you and I are good friends. I call him Danny. 
if all the Danny Glover everybody members, calls him Danny, that's his name, Danny Glover. But well, but see, I don't call him Danny Glover. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, called, he called Danny Tits because there's yeah, too many exactly. Dannys. Yeah, call him DG. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesse. You were saying if all the Danny Glover characters fought, which one would win? Mm. Like I mean, a battle royale. Murtaugh. Yeah. Murtaugh. Yeah. No question. Johnny, who is Murtaugh? Uh, he's from Lethal Weapon. Okay, good. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to try and get you with that one immediately. But yeah, you know, Murtaugh, he's a survivor, man. He's too old for this shit, but there's no question he would come out on top. Because also, you would have the rigs assist. Just, you know, wait. You can you know, press a button and call in Mel Gibson to do some crazy shit. Yeah. yeah so, but- Murtaugh's I mean- a little bit. I don't want to take anything away from him, but I'm looking at Hardigan. He fought the Predator. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, like that's that's got to be up there. Murtaugh. I think he lived. That's true too. Jelly's mm-hmm. pretty fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Okay, also, so really, Murtaugh, Murtaugh defeated racism. He defeated apartheid. Oh man. Okay. So, yeah. I'll give it. Yeah. Yeah. He also got he also gets easily the best lines out of any Danny Glover character. I mean, seriously, diplomatic community. It's just been revoked. It's fucking rad. I was gonna say it's like which Danny Glover would win. Well, that really boils down to who would win in this fight, Jet Li or the Predator? Right <laughs> now, see that's a tough fight, man. You know, you know, Jet Li in Lethal Weapon Four was fucking people up. That was a young Jet Li. You know, that was '98 Jet Li, 25 years younger than he is now. Man, yeah, yeah, Different. but we're also talking about a 1990 predator. It's true, predator. He's a tough son of a bitch, <laughs> and the predator doesn't really age. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, think, I think it's a different one every time. I was gonna say, I think they, I think they use a different predator each time. Yeah. Seems like they always die, and then another one shows up. I would they like really to see a. Like really want to? They really seem to have a problem with us. Like they just keep showing up at different times and trying to fuck different people up. I would like to see a, a Predator movie where, like, the new young Predator gets trained by the old aging out retiring Predator. Mm-hmm. And then the old aging out Predator buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Earth is like a hunting planet. They, like, send, like, their, like, newbie hunting. Like, here, Predators go to Earth to learn how to hunt. I was going to say, it's shocking how close Johnny came to describing the plot of more than one Predator movie. <laughs> like... Uh, there's never an old like mentor predator, but yes, they do send the new young yeah. hot predators to Earth to fuck people up. I like, want like, like the predators that come to Earth are like this is like their first hunt, so like they're all like baby predators, anyways. Yeah, yeah if they fucking actually survive Earth and get some training in, they're unstoppable. So, <laughs> I cool. just want to see a predator movie where the predator comes to Earth, but instead of fighting humans, he's fighting dinosaurs. Like, seriously, we can't be the best trophy there is. Like, a T-Rex skull would look so much cooler on the wall. Oh. But David, how do you think predators are? I don't. I mean, their civilization know. has to be ancient. Yeah, they have intergalactic space travel. That's pretty powerful. What yeah, if? Okay, what about a movie? <laughs> what about the a movie where predators cause the extinction of the dinosaurs? I'm into it. Yeah. Oh man. That's or what about cool. a crossover with Jurassic World? Into Ooh. that also. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds that's a bad idea. 
Yeah, they solved the extinction, uh, dinosaur extinction problem at the end of the last Jurassic World by sending a predator off. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like an exterminator. Like, oh, your planet becomes overrun with uh, genetic super dinosaurs? Send a predator. <laughs> and then what do we do once the predator takes over? Well, then you call the aliens. And then what happens when the aliens... You drop elephants well, on them. Well, you drop the elephants on them, or, you know, uh, barring that, first you, uh, you bring in the cyborgs. That's one of my favorite Simpsons gags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we bring in the super intelligent apes, and... <laughs> and they'll just die out in the winter. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and the cyborgs eventually, John Connor rises up and takes care of them. So yeah, I mean, it's all just the circle of life around here. The circle As of life. Reference dinosaurs and predators and alien. Oh my. Um, speaking of predator, I think that's everything that we have to say about Predator Two. Yeah. <laughs> this discussion, Predator Two, it's just been revoked. <laughs> <laughs> think we were gonna play halo 2 on this episode after we had already used it in episode 200 did you <laughs> no man <laughs> oh, you got us good
So this game differ the NES version of this game, uh, which we are listening to, differs from the arcade version, um, particularly in its level design and controls. The original arcade game features 26 sections to play through, whereas the NES version has three stages, each comprising 20 for a total of 60 sections in the game. I do want to thank our requester, uh, Trojan, um, who made this request, and I'd like to see your answers. All right, so Jesse says Mega Man Power Battle, and John says The Guardian Legend. Both of you are incorrect. <laughs> So this is Section Z. Um, I was hoping maybe there'd be a little hint with the 26 sections, because each one is named for a letter of the alphabet, um, at least in the arcade version. In, you know, obviously the NES version, there there aren't 60 letters, so. Wait. Well, you can throw in some Greek letters and get it up there, I'm sure. Mm. That was my favorite Dr. Seuss book as a kid on Beyond Zebra about the alphabet after Z. But that's not what Section Z is about. Um, so this is, it's actually, it's a really cool game. Um, it's kind of like a scrolling shooter, but you're playing as just like an astronaut with a jetpack. Um, and I guess originally in the arcade version, you had one button for shooting and one button to turn direction. Um, whereas in the NES version, one button shoots one way and the other button shoots the other way. So you don't actually turn around. Um, it's a double but, dragon control scheme. Yeah. Mm. So you, um, you're basically just like exploring this planet and all these different corridors with all these weird alien monsters coming at you. Um, and it's completely freeform. Like it's a scrolling game, but you don't just move up or down. You can move all around. Um, you can only fire in front of you or behind you. So it's kind of limited that way. It's obviously not a twin stick shooter on the NES, um, but it's just like a, weird little sci-fi shooting game and it's pretty fucking cool yeah literally never heard of this it's cool though 
I mean, I'm surprised you'd never heard of it. It's it's a beloved classic game. Um, it's game not an must- entertainment thing, is it? With yeah, all these words floating around. Uh, no, but okay. um, in Japan, Game Machine Magazine listed this in their January 1986 issue as being the eighth most successful arcade unit of the month. So, you know, oh, it's a very popular game. Oh, that one. Okay, I got to set up with Zaxxon. My bad. Such a high praise. I'm sorry. I just want to drill into the specifics of what you just referenced. I'm sorry. A Japanese, like, arcade trade magazine from 1986 named this one of the top ten. You said eight? The eighth Number most eight. successful arcade unit of the month. Of uh, the, the month. <laughs> I'm, I want to know so much about who made this magazine and who uh, qualified these statements. Like, what's the circulation like on Game Machine magazine in Japan in 1986? Is that just flying off newsstands or what? Dude, John, you had no idea. There was, well, apparently. There, I didn't because I was one year old and I didn't speak Japanese. Tokyo had whole districts dedicated to this magazine alone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, have you never been to the Game Machine Magazine District next to Akihabara? Yeah. I think it's called yeah Shibuba. <laughs> I mean, you drive right past it in the Tokyo Blur Blur course in Mario Kart Eight. Like when they yeah. ported that, it's like, oh yeah, we got to make sure to have the main things in Tokyo. You know, like the giant radio tower, Mount Fuji, and the Game Machine Magazine District. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had the reference in it because it was Mario Kart Eight. This was the eighth most popular game machine of that month. Yeah. And it all made sense. Yeah. Yeah. There are a bunch of toads sitting around reading this magazine and just going like, oh, yeah, see this shit here? Section Z. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was imagining a toad. Ah, you see this shit here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daddy, I think what you mean to say is, I'm just imagining a toad. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Um, hmm. What a game yeah, that I didn't know existed. Um, um, it was um, re-released on the Capcom Classics collections, so hmm? or at least for Volume One, um, and then for the like the Classics collection on PSP and the Arcade Cabinet collection on 360 and PS3. So, like, they've brought it back a couple times. I was going to say, should. it's a fun little game. It makes sense for it to be in the arcade cabinet collection because that's undeniable. It was definitely an arcade cabinet. What I was going to ask is, how could it possibly justify appearing in the Capcom Classics collection? Um, like, besides being the eighth most popular arcade machine of one month in 1986. Like, I was going to say, John, do I have to say it again? It was the eighth yeah. most popular cabinet. Does that, does that really qualify one for the Classics collection? Is that all it takes? I mean, shit, I could have been in there by but are you? I'm not. I mm. forgot to apply. I missed the deadline. Oh. I'm not even an arcade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could have made it. John, if you were an arcade cabinet, what game type would you be? Fucking uh, like a sick ass light gun shooter. <laughs> nice. Yeah, not sure. I'm not sure which one, but one of them. See, I was thinking more like you would be an NFL blitz type game, but with rugby. Mm. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd like that. Also with light guns. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> rugby with light guns. Yeah, light Rug- gun rugby. 
Blitz. NFL Rugby Blitz. Yeah, with guns. <laughs> it's like that game where uh, one person drives and the other person shoots, but with rugby. Yes. Yeah, one person versus rugby challenge. One person kicks the ball, the other person shoots the other team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Marvin Harrison rugby challenge. <laughs> I'm going to make all the NFL shooting references I can while you guys aren't here to get them. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Sean Taylor rugby challenge. Ah, oh, that one was me. Didn't Ray um, Lewis shoot somebody? Oh, yeah, Ray Lewis's rugby challenge. He, Ray Lewis is maybe the only man that could rival Joan Alamu in terms of sheer you know, ability to like, go into beast mode. The problem is that Ray Lewis did so by killing someone with a gun. Uh, or, Joan uh, Alamu did all his beast work on the field. He, uh, he, he go like rugby. He didn't kill anybody. Ray Lewis is the only person who could challenge Joan Alamu in number of people shot. Yes, exactly. In a contest to see who murdered more people in their lifetime, Joan Alamu loses to Ray Lewis handily. <laughs> Ooh, did, didn't Aaron Hernandez shoot somebody? You're goddamn right he probably did. Uh, you know, they never were able to prove that, but it's pretty fucking clear. <laughs> you are absolutely right that maybe that happened. 99.9% certain that absolutely happened. Um, geez Louise. OJ stabbed someone. That's different. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. No, not at all. Well, that's not beast mode. <laughs> yeah, but we also never proved that. It's juice mode. <laughs> yeah. OJ yeah. doesn't count unless it was like a projectile knife yeah. bullet. <laughs> gonna find the guys that did this. <laughs> yeah. Who used strange weapon? Find those real killers with their knife shooting guns. <laughs> If I if I had done it, I would not have used a knife gun. That's weird. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Um. So anyway, yeah, man. Section Z. <laughs> Talk about getting all the way to the end. <laughs> Jeez, we uh, took this to its logical conclusion. <laughs> yes. OJ Simpson's knife gun. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Unless anybody has anything to add on Section Z, I think that does it for the the games for the night. Oh, Dave, there's one more thing we have here. Lightning round. Why? <laughs> we have a lightning round, David. If you could introduce this, Ooh, I would be happy to because you see. Serving as Absurd King, it isn't just about knowing games. It's about knowing your kingdom as what? well. <laughs> so, we've got a lightning round about how well you know the GTT crew. So we're going to start it off um, with Jesse because you won the coin toss that we had before the show. Jesse. Who is David's most hated Mario Kart character? Is it Baby Rosalina? That is correct. Oh, man. All right, John. What is Johnny's all-time favorite video game that he spent like 25 plus years playing again and again? Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Princes and Knuckles. That is correct. Oh, man. All right, Jesse, what was John's response to Johnny proclaiming 
The coleslaw is the best part. Um, I know he was very angry, and I there was expletives. I think he said "fuck you" or you "fuck off." In this case, I'm sorry. The correct answer is "go to hell, John." How absurd! All right, John. Uh, Jesse once declared Halo to be a blank game. Yeah. Are you talking Halo Infinite, the cowboy game? Cowboy is correct. Oh, man. Uh, All right, Jesse. Think back to Game That Tune episode 66. What NES game's ending got Johnny choked up? Uh, Mega Man 3? Unfortunately, the answer is Kirby's Adventure. How absurd! Alright, John. Name two of David's favorite video game soundtracks. Hmm. Uh, out of a choice of how many? Uh, I have five listed. <laughs> My only five. Yeah. <laughs> I hate every other one. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a take a shot on one of them and go with Skullgirls, and then the other one with a bullet is Kid Icarus Uprising. That is correct. Okay. Oh man. Doing pretty well. Alright, Jesse. Wait, what were the other three? Um, Super Mario Galaxy, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom, and Jet Set Radio. Yeah, okay. Good, 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 good picks. I never would have chosen the Jet Set Radio for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jesse, in episode fifty-eight. John only wanted to say two things about a game, but could not because the discussion went wildly off tangent. What game was John just trying to say a few things about? Yoshi's Cookie. That is correct. Oh, man. He wasn't even on that episode, he knows. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, what is Jesse's favorite game? Jesse's favorite game, somewhat of a perhaps unusual pick, I believe he would claim it's Rocket Slimes. That is correct. Oh, man. All right. Uh, what? Just... what? Shouldn't <laughs> I answer that question? Because <laughs> historically, it's been Final Fantasy Tactics for like oh, the no. last like 20 years. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Rocket Slimes. <laughs> I thought you had said that Rocket Slime was your favorite game. No. <laughs> All right, uh, take the point away. Like, well, it's, 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 it's top ten, but Final Fantasy Tactics for life, bro. All right, uh, that's that's a mistake on my part. Um, Jesse, uh, what arcade game in St. Augustine did John own the high scoreboard of? Oh man! Oh fuck! I remember him talking about this. Uh, um, Cruising USA? The correct answer is Crazy Taxi at CC's uh, Pizza. How absurd! As I gotta tell you, I made some crazy money. <laughs> Alright, John. Here we go! During August Absurdity 5, David brought a game that caused Jesse to chant, Game over button! Game over button! And then declare, 
this is some fucking horse shit over here. What was that game? Mm. You know, man, I uh, feel like I maybe know this because I was doing that free play jingle research for episode 300. I want to say this is Cave Story 3D. That is correct. My man. Remix. All right, Jesse, close your eyes. No, for real, close them. Picture yourself at Game That Tune 212. David brought a game that out Johnny'd Johnny. What was that game? Hmm. Oh, was it the uh, the Game Boy Advance version of Super Mario Brothers? No, the correct answer is Sonic Schoolhouse. How absurd! Clown beat, clown beat, baby. (laughs) All right, John. As of this recording, and we're doing Price is Right rules closest without going over. How many hours has David put into Animal Crossing New Horizons? (laughs) Man. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? 400? John, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, because prices. <laughs> well, I was going to say, do you think it's okay. someone else is also guessing? Okay. Right, there's somebody else guessing, so you can just say one and get it. <laughs> yeah, one dollar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the correct answer is just over 545. Jesus Christ. So, um, we have one final question. Gentlemen, I want both of you to take out your pads for this because you're both answering this. This is our bonus question for David Wyland. During Game That Tune episode 48, David Wyland brought Atomic Bomberman, which featured dialogue recorded but cut from the game. Give one piece of that dialogue. Johnny, did you cue these up as sounds by oh, the way god that would have been smart of me wouldn't it no i didn't okay, get that no <laughs> all right all right let's see some answers yeah So Jesse says, eat my shorts. And John says, you know, I'm going to say that unfortunately Jesse is incorrect. Uh, The four choices we had were come on, biatch, eat my dust and lick my crack. I'll bust your ass or John's answer. I'll break your fucking head with a ratchet. Bomberman. Very Bomberman, these phrases. (laughs) So that concludes our lightning round. Um... I believe we need to take it to the computer. Calculating computer activated. I'm just trying to say that Yoshi's cookie is pretty good and you match cookies. Can I say that? Can I? No? <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Yeah, I thought it might be. Thought that might have been what's happening. What was the score on that lightning round? Perfect to not perfect? Well, he took one point away because of um, 
Jesse's favorite game being different. Uh, but otherwise, six to two. Mm. Feels right. <laughs> Feels good, man. Real good. What a win for me. John, do you have anything you guys- to say? No, I said it. What a win for me. I'm, you know, I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Told you guys. Called my shot. Having to do it for me. Me. Looking out for me and nobody else. Doing it my way. My way. The winning way. Consistently. Thoroughly. So, yeah. Anyway, great game, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was fun. That was um, game. But I don't want you to be upset. Because just because I'm moving, I'm not on upset. The, just because I'm moving on to the finals, face David, doesn't mean that you and Johnny are out of contention. No, we should be. You're not though. Whoa, Jesse, calm down. Don't be upset. It's okay, man. Calm down. Um, yeah, there is there is always a chance at redemption here on Game That Two, and next week, one of you will be redeemed. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want any fan requests. Nobody ask me for anything. Nobody reach out to me. Johnny and Jesse will have their chance at a second chance next week. Game that tune. Redeemer edition. So we'll see if one of you can make it to the third spot in the August Absurdity Finals. Man, I hope it's not me because I don't have to play a whole show for the final. <laughs> well, no, if you make if you make it to the finals, you don't have to. Play oh, sorry, the show. yeah, I'm, so, God, I'm I'm stupid. All right, Johnny, never mind. The Redeemer edition is canceled. You cannot. Please, <laughs> 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 uh, Louise. So, congratulations, Jesse. You made the finals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna end the whole thing a week early. <laughs> no special edition. No redemption for Regan. Um, no. Tune in next week for. Us very special episode of game that tune you know david wanted to bring a little history lesson this week it'll be a bigger history lesson next week so johnny jesse think on your sins (laughs) jesus (laughs) all right so um I want to take it. I'm not hosting the show, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm. I was waiting for you to be done. Jeez. Bye. Um, <laughs> I. I want. Wait! Don't leave. You have to introduce your bonus music. Um, I want to take a second to thank our um, requesters. Um, definitely want to thank Troy and Ray, John, who took the other requests. Uh, I'm gonna thank. Taylor Y, and I'm going to kind of sort of thank the Link Floyd, and let's not forget, um, do you say Trojan already? Uh, yeah. All right. That's it, yes. So, uh, <laughs> thank you for the request. You can make our request by um, hanging out with us in our Discord. That's usually the best way to get to us. Uh, you can also find us at GameThatTune.club, our social media site. Um, and if you really like us, uh, you be sure to Send us a couple bucks and support us on Patreon. Want to do a special thanks to our absurd fan tier Patreon producers, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsaddled Zebra, Akador, The Kerrigan, and Rave Seek. 
Um, I think I might have pronounced that wrong. I don't remember. I don't usually do the outro. Uh, John did win. He gets to go out with his bonus music. He left, so we don't get to know what it is. But um, Johnny, I guess, play. Oh, John's back. Uh, John, you're closing out with the bonus music. So uh, what song are we listening to? Tricked you to thinking I left, David. That's called a work. And uh, much <laughs> like I've been you. my whole life on Game That Tune, I'm going to be working hard next week and in the finals. And uh, I am going to work all of you suckers to death. And so my bonus music tonight, it's a fantastic remix. It's from Yuzo Boy on YouTube. It is the Sonic CD boss theme 16-bit remix so let us all work that sucker to death. Peace out, everybody. John, please tell me you got the copyrights for the Home Alone stuff. Oh, I got all the copyrights here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I had everything but Home Alone. So, Home Alone is copyright 1991 Bethesda Softworks. Home Alone is copyright 1991 Imagineering Incorporated. Home Alone is copyright 1992 Sega of America. 
Uh, SNK Heroines is copyright 2018 SNK. Halo 2 is copyright 2004 Microsoft or Bungie, sorry. Um, Ape Escape is copyright 1999 uh, Sony. Tom's the Tank Engine is copyright 1993 Software Creations. Predator 2 is copyright 1992 Teeny Weeny Games. And Section Z is copyright 1985 Capcom. Sorry, what? <laughs> Teeny Weeny Games. What the fuck? 